Football Fan TV. It's myself, Paul Neal, and I'm delighted to be joined by Brighton Young Player of the Year, Warren O'Hara. Warren, how are you keeping? I'm all good, Paul. How are you? All good, all good. Just fresh from a little trip to Dundrum there, so um, I'm a bit Lovely. buzzed here. I have my coffee here beside me, so I'm a little bit buzzed on that um how's your how's your morning been been nice the weather's been lovely over here so uh been doing the same a bit went a bit running today this morning and then just been out the back really tanning as you can see yeah, not a whole lot of tanning going on here it's raining nah. your native Dublin. <laughs> so, I, so i heard so i heard the family <laughs> told me they filled me in some things never change but i said i'd get on to you obviously you're after winning brighton's young player of the year so congratulations on that thanks very much but um, so I kind of wanted to like there might be a lot of Irish fans who may not have know too much about you. Um, I've been following your career closely since, especially since the channel started and kind of when you left Bowes to get to Brighton. But I kind of want to get a, a, a kind of full insight into your career so far. Um, so if you wouldn't mind kind of telling me what got you into football, maybe who was your your favorite footballer that kind of draw drew you to watching football and kind of yeah. we'll go from that way up. Yeah, so uh, I was a Liverpool supporter when I was younger, like I still am. Um, so I uh, watched a lot of Liverpool when I was younger. Obviously, Sammy Hippie, watched him a lot. Um, obviously, have Steven Gerrard, even though like my centre-back and he's a midfielder, I still like love watching him. Um, but yeah, that really got me into it. Like, just obviously, them start playing with your mates in the road. I ended up signing for my local team, Dingle, in, um, in Cabra, Dublin. Uh, that was my first ever club. Um, really enjoyed it. Spent spent a good few years there. Um, went to the NDSL Academy from Dingle. Um, then just really thought like, oh, really enjoying it. Like, you know, I might have a chance to to like you know play at a decent level in the future. Um, unfortunately, Dingle uh, wasn't wasn't. Uh, I think my team got scrapped actually back then. Like you know, my age group. So I ended up moving to Ashbourne. Um, played um for three three four years up there still with the NDSL side. Um, played with Ireland underage a couple of times in the nineteens, um, eighteens. And uh, yeah, play, went from Ashbourne, signed for for Bowes. Oh no, sorry, I went to Kevin's for about six six to seven months. Played there the they, NDSL. They wouldn't forgive you if you if you didn't mention them. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went to Kevin's for six to seven months there. And then the under seventeen uh, League of Ireland come in. So obviously Bowes, um, I knew Jimmy Mould then. Um he he was a the under seventeen's manager at the time. So I went went with him to there, um had a good good season, he kept made me captain, played there for a bit for a year, ended up going up to the under nineteens with Craig Sexton and played there. Then obviously Keith Long would come to watch and he'd bring me up the train and um, give me the the chance to train with his his first team squad, so um yeah, literally just just progressed through all the age groups. Really didn't really make any jumps or skips. I was still young when I played for Keats team. Um, um the first team I think I made my debut when I was seventeen, eighteen, um against Pats in Richmond. What was um, that like, Warren? Considering the fact that you were you were seventeen and. You have a manager like Keith Long, who's known for bringing through a lot of youth players and and trusting them. What's he like to play under? Yeah, like in fairness to Keith, you get you get me all the like. He, I was at been on the bench a few times, so I knew exactly what was expected. You know, I've that's been I was being a spectator basically on the bench of watching like I had Rob Cornwall playing, and um, 
just like he's playing still now. I had Dan Bourne back then still playing ahead of me. Um, you know, so was, I knew exactly what Key wanted and the, what the, what the team needed from a young age. Like even though they were a little bit older than me, so when my chance came in Richmond that night, uh, I think it was only twenty minutes. So you know, just I just literally just done everything I could. And there's a famous story of him. Um, well, not really that famous, but Derek Penda played in the first um my first step on the pitch. It was a throw in, and Derek Penda turns around and goes, "You're all right, gorgeous." <laughs> and from that moment on, it literally just calmed me down completely. Like, like I walked on, I, I jogged on with a smile on my face, which was, which was kind of strange thinking that I should be nervous. But um, yeah, then after that, the next game was Sligo at home, and I saw me name the team sheet as I walked in. And Keith was Keith was great about it. Like he was just saying, "You just play your own game. I wouldn't play if I didn't think you were good enough, and I didn't think you were ready for the league." And we ended up winning that game two 0 and then yeah, went went on to play. I think it must have been there 15 games for that league that season and got me moved to Brighton. Well, see, see the way there you said about Dets saying that to you. I, I mean, th- these are small little things and obviously he'd have been in that situation when he was, was your age and he probably knew you'd have been training in and out with him. So yeah. imagine he know, he would have known or kind of figured out what triggered you or whatever. So say it was clever on his part, I suppose. Yeah, it was just uh, so, uh, like you know yourself. I'm sure you know Dets as well. He's, he's a He's a perfect, he was a perfect player to, to look up to in the League of Ireland. Like he'd always leave us all on the pitch. So uh, don't forget, he was the he was the captain as well. Like you know, and he was the he was the one we all looked up to. So for him to turn around that night and just say, "You're right, gorgeous," as I ran past him, even though I was playing beside him because he would have been at right back at the time, it was just kind of like, "Yeah, I'm I'm in good hands there." Like you know, the boys look after me. And then after that, like, I think the next game against Sligo, I think, whack up Paddy Kavanagh. We were all on the time the the huddle at another, the another gent, another gent, yeah, and another. Uh, it was a good role model to look up to, and he looked after me as well because in the in the huddle after before the game, he turns on, he turns around and goes, "Look after the young lads tonight, lads." His home debut. And I was turned around and said, "Don't worry about me, boys." And then the rest was history from that. Like you know, I've played a lot of games since then, and yeah, I got me moved in uh, to Brighton in January then. And in fairness, the balls they were they were unbelievable for me. Like the 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 confidence they put into me and like to reassure that like yeah it, you, you're you're good enough to go like everything was it was it was just perfect on the on that ball's behalf. So see see the way I just want to backtrack a little bit just to St Kevin's and, and that um that kind of thing that they have going with balls at the moment and they seem to be producing so many good players at the moment like you see a lot of players even coming up through the balls team at the moment like it's kind of going a similar route to yourself obviously probably been there a bit longer than yourself but. You know, there's players coming through there at the moment. There are a lot of good young players, and as you said, Keith's giving people chances. But um, it all kind of stems from that Ke- uh, St. Kevin's, you know, feeding, being be, be basically a feeder club for, for Bowes and a really good one at that. It really is. It's turned out to be. Um, like, you've seen, I've seen a lot of on social media lately of like clubs signing, and like, on the 17 year olds from, from Bowes and the 19 year olds from Bowes, St. Kevin's. and so it's obviously it's great to see, like you know, and it's obviously had to be more the past couple of years than from when I was back in Ireland. And don't get me wrong, there were still players like gone when I was that age. Like you had like Daryl O'Shea's that have been promoted from the championship, and yeah. um, there's been just the, the list is endless basically, but definitely more now. And I think that's because of the the link up, obviously that they've had to have with balls now. And there's a there's a pathway that if if all doesn't go. That you need to go to England because nobody you don't need to go to England at that age because let's be honest 
I didn't. I went when I was 18. I had my education and they got everything. I just took my time around. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to go at 16 or 17. And I know, like, it's not a big difference, but it made a big difference for me personally. But, yeah, like, there's no rush for it. So it's a pathway for, to say, a young lad coming through and he's seen his mates who's gone. On my, my experience, like, I've seen players like, like Darryl Shays went by West Brom when I was at Kevin's and I went to Bowles and he went to West Brom. Like, and it's just a little bit of, oh, I wish that could have been me. Like, you know, and at least the pathway is there now for lads to say, well, well if I don't make it to England at this age, at least I can go play in League of Ireland on the 19s or on the 17s and then maybe push for a first team. Well, I think that was a, a big issue they made this year with obviously Shamrock Rovers too being put into the first division because, you know, uh, some of their players would, would just kind of fall away into a black hole and, and would just stop playing because once yeah. you get to a certain level, there's no, if you can't make the first team, there's no other way to kind of go. You can, you might get a first division club or something like that, but it's not, it's not an ideal scenario. But as you said, but another thing is, if you are going to go to England, like I think a couple of players have shown it in recent years, that you don't necessarily have to be of a certain age to get to get over, to get your chance. It's just about, I suppose, when you get your chances, it's more so taking it, isn't it, really? Well, that's it. When I was younger, I never really got many trials. I, never, I was never the lad to say, oh, I've been to this club, I've been to that club on trial. And like, there was a lot of that when I was younger. And um, no disrespect to the NDSL League, the DDSL League, the boys who were playing that league week in, week out, was always getting the the trials and things like that and it was very seldom you'd hear an NDSL player go over to the likes of the likes of Brighton the likes of well, Liverpool Chelsea West Brom so yeah it doesn't really matter what age you get it's about taking the chance you got look I already went to I was on I think Brighton was my second trial ever like and I literally, I literally was here a couple of days and I got the news I was actually to be honest with you I got the I was here for two days and I got the news that he wanted to sign me and I was just like, I was overjoyed, like, you know, and it was just, it was madly coming home to me, to me family and being like, listen, I'm, I could be potentially moving away. And, and, oh yeah, I was in, I was in college in the time I was at DIT and then I went to, to the ETB course in Cabra and I was just like turning around and being like, yeah, I've, I've to go. Like I'm, I'm going to live the dream where every young lad who wants to be a footballer, like you, you can't say no really. And that, that was the thing. Like it, it didn't really matter what age I was because I've got there no matter what way I've got there like if I just because I'm not a 16 year old coming through the scholar and the academy I was I was an 18 year old coming straight into a 23s team you know and trying to push on from there and like and I got that award this week which it was kind of like just a little time to reflect back of what I've, what I've been doing since I've since I've come here and how much you've improved and it's, it just goes to show that like there's no rush on it and like kids like young lads don't need to be worrying about like Oh, I haven't got this club and haven't signed this contract and I'm still I'm about to leave school and there's no rush at all on it. That's the only advice that I give to a young lad. I think that's I think that's good considering yourself. You're like you're already young as well. You, you probably don't think it, but you're only twenty one. Um, like to hear you saying that, that that there's opportunities for other lads and the way you kind of as as I said earlier about the pathway you've kind of created from the Kevin's to Bowes, then yeah. to Brighton. A lot of people seem to be following that kind of route now. Maybe not, you know, Kevin's to Brighton, but they said tend to be going from Kevin's Bowes then to another club. And I think, as you said, since 2017, there's been a, a lot more players going over from from Ireland, especially um, Premier League clubs or Championship clubs seem to be taking the punt on 
a lot of Irish talents. Um, whether they make it or not is, is kind of up to them and see how that one kind of transpires. But yeah. Talk me through your move to Brighton and how that came about and what made you want to sign for them. Was there any other, was there, was there any other interest from any other clubs or was it just Brighton at that time? Um, uh, yes, I had. Sorry, yeah, I had. Um, I was on trial at Norwich. Um, I had a bit of interest from them. Um, before Norwich, I was with Shrewsbury, but I went straight into their force team for a trial, which was obviously a good experience. Yeah. Um, but physical, yeah, I imagine, yeah. Well, very physical. Now, not much different from the League of Ireland, like, but just more like, not disrespect to the league, but just more athletes, like more. The, obviously, the facility was obviously a bit better than. Balls and like there was there was a gym on site and things like that and I think they're more so playing to kind of yeah like, the family aren't they really that was it like everything and I'm now that and to be honest with you when I was at Bowles it was a bit the same you know like we wanted to win games and there was people saying like we need to win this game because I need the contract next year you know and then we need a good result and we need a good a good year and that that really toughened me up and it was a bit different when I got there but yeah about the Brighton move um. I had, I had uh, the scout Leroy McCourt was his name. Uh, I was actually speaking to him the other day. Lovely man. Um, he he was interested in me going on to Keith, um, trying to organise uh, a trial. Um, but before that, I had uh, Norwich lined up. Before that, I had Shrewsbury lined up. So I went there for four or five days. Um, Paul Horse was the manager at the time. Um, I think he went on the manager switch uh, recently. He uh, he he really liked me. He said so. Um, he said he was going to inquire about me after the trial. Um, then while I was on trial, there I got a call um, to say that a train's been booked. Do I have to go catch a train from Shrewsbury and go straight to Norwich? So I was like, all right, then I'll I'll, I'll do that. So um, I've gone up to Norwich, stayed there for a couple of days. Um, Simon Power was there at the time. He was, he's he's I, actually signed for them now. So I was actually I trying to Simon on the channel, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was actually trolling with him at the time. I was living with him. He, he, I think he was there for about seven seven to ten days at the time. So he knew a bit about it and he was just saying not to worry and things like that. Nice lad. Um, I think I, I think on my tour the fourth day, I've got a call to say they were interested in me and they were uh, willing to offer me a contract. So as soon as that happened, um, straight back to, to Dublin. Troy was finished. Very happy with me trying to organise contracts, things like that. Brighton got on the phone and I was like, um, John Morland actually rang um, Keith, I believe, and said, listen, what's happening? I'm really interested in Warren, want to get him off to have a look. Obviously, things are getting a little bit complicated because I had Norwich knocking on the door. Brighton wanted a trial. Norwich was saying that we don't really fancy Warren going on trial with anybody else. We're really interested. Um, that went on for a few weeks, if I'm honest with you. I remember sitting in the fuss and the ATV course in Cabra and my phone ringing numerous of times and me having to step out trying to organise like when, where am I going or what's happening and trying to organise contracts so I went on for a while that must have been at least three to four weeks Um, eventually I, I bit the bullet and I went to Brighton on trial for two days Um, literally just before Christmas I, I, I think I left Brighton I think I left Gatwick Airport to come back to Dublin on the 23rd December, which was like madness. So if, I think I flew out the twenty fourth and left the twenty third for a two day trial. Um, I I went to watch a Brighton game. They play Wofford. Me and John Marlon were sitting there with with Simon Rush, the twenty three's manager, and John Marlon just turns to me and goes, 
he really likes it. I'll speak to you at half time. Half time. Um, yeah, we really want to offer you a contract. We really like you. Really, really interested. Lovely. Delighted with that. Loved the facilities. Went over. Top, 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 top draw. Like, couldn't believe it. It was, it was like a club at this magnitude with, with the facilities and everything that they have. Really wants to, like, interested in me. So, obviously, off the moon, got to fly home. As I landed, a contract comes through on the email. So, um, it was just like literally so quick and I was like oh I was like oh I didn't know what to do I, I think the first thing I did was go in the car rang me ma- like with me mom I was like this is it like and nice and Christmas present that was that was it like I just <laughs> and then before I knew it I was I was on a plane with all my bags in January then like start of January just kind of before you go into the what what was the Christmas like then? Because you knew kind of coming in from obviously January then that you were going to be heading off, but it must have been a lovely Christmas. That would have been what 2017 or yeah, 2016 yeah. leading into 2017. 2017 into 2018. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But so, yeah, that must have been a great feeling then, because you know then that you, you have this opportunity in front of you, you get to spend the Christmas with the family before you get to go, which is always a great time because you get to see so many people. Uh, that and that's it, really, like, you know. Yeah, like so we go and meet a family and being like, yeah. I got a good Christmas present, like, you know, I've been offered a contract and I think everybody was just kind of shocked, like, you know, it, it was like, it wasn't more so a present just for me, it was a, literally a present for everybody, like, everybody was delighted for me because they knew how much I've worked hard and I didn't, like, nobody, I never give up playing football for anything, like, no matter if I was working or in college, like, you know, and I always played, no matter where I went, like, or what I'd done, so I think it was a big, um, it was more, to be honest, it wasn't just me. All my family always helped out. I didn't drive at the time when I was in Dublin. So I had to, I had to get, like, lifts to train. And so obviously everybody chipped in. So it was kind of like a, it was a big accomplishment for all my family is the way I put it, really. Um, especially, like, my close family. And obviously when I started playing for Bowers Force team, it was already down the road for me. Daily mode was handy, you know. So I used to either walk or cycle. And yeah. it was literally two minutes, two minutes away. And like after games, I used to cycle home, see fans on the way. We're like, oh, good game, Warren. And be like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, it's just, just, just madness. But yeah, it was very, very, very good Christmas that year. Yeah, and obviously they'd have been so proud of the fact that now you're going to be going over. And Brighton were kind of establishing themselves as a Premier League club at the time. Yeah, yeah. So Brighton, um, it was that second year, now, I think. Might have been the second. I think it was the second year in the Premier League at the yeah, time. Yeah, I think or, it was. Yeah, or the fourth. I might have been the fourth or second. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was. You could feel. I remember the first day walking in. I could. Well, I they got. The they fourth, got. Yeah. They got promoted after the Euros. Um, yeah. So yeah, it would have been the first year in. I think. Yeah. So I remember walking in and, um, seeing like all the fourth team players and just being like, wow, these are Premier League players. Like, and then I seen Duffy and I was like, he's an Ireland international. Like, and. I remember being in the dress in the in the gym, and uh, just just doing gym work. And Duffy comes in. He was like, "God, oh, you you must be the must be Warren the new Irish lad." And I was like, "Yeah." And obviously, I'm a bit like trying to act trying to act cool. Like, and I was saying, "Duffy, just 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 go." Just go. <laughs> but in fairness to Duffy, he, he was a uh, very nice, very nice. Like he made me feel at home straight away. Like and didn't feel like I was out of place where I'm at all. Like it was just like just two chats between two lads. Like and. Yeah, he was just saying, just enjoy the time with I can. And then, 
yeah, it was just it was it was easy when I met Duffy, like and especially like it was even easier when I signed and I walked into a dressing room and I see Aaron Connolly, and I seen Jay Malumby, Dan O'Mandrew, uh Des Hutchison, you know, and it was like well, Richie Richie Tell would have been there too. Richie Tell would have been Richie Tell was there as well, yeah. He was in the he was in I've met him actually a couple of times, a couple of days after I met Duffy, I think. Um but he was he was lovely as well, Richie. He made me feel at home as well for to be to be fair to him. But the dressing room for the twenty three was the big one for me when I had like the lads who were my age, you know, and especially Dano who's from from Ballymun, like, you know, he's literally ten, fifteen minutes away from Cabra. And then Jay looked after me well, as looked after me, like they all chipped in, you know, so it was just Well, well Jay had actually sent in a, a message to me asking who who looked after you when you came over? So <laughs> who who was the one who really looked after you? Yeah, he looked after me, Jay. Yeah, give him that. He gave me lifts everywhere. He he, he was the only one that drove at the time. That's why because Dano and I didn't drive at the time. So he was the one that picked us all up. He was the carpool with him. Um, but yeah, he looked after me as well. I say he's laughing when he says this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But see, but just while we're on the subject of those lads. I don't think Dez is over there anymore, is he? No, no, he's not here he's anymore. Back in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, um, because obviously you'll have seen that clip that Dan and, and Aaron obviously put out about the Dairy Lee Dunkers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like he's, he's had a quite tight knit group. Now obviously Dano's back in uh, at Bowes now. Um, and doing really well, by the way. Really well. Um, but you look at what Aaron and Jay have achieved this season. It's obviously been their first breakthrough season. Um. After the two-long tournament with Stephen Kenny, um, they started getting a, a real look-in with the first team. Then I know Jay went on loan to, to Millwall and had a fantastic season there. But even at under-21 level, kind of made a bit of a name for himself and kind of focused on getting into the team that way. But do you take big inspiration into what they've done now? Obviously, because you've been with them at the 23s and you've seen how far they've came now. Now, they're not exactly first-team regulars right now, but I do foresee next season them having a really big uh, impact on the season next year. Yeah, of course. Like it's it, it gives you that motivation that you know, like there's a there's a pathway somewhere, you know. And obviously, Jay Jay had a bad injury when I first came here, and it, it, like if you look back in the season he has from Millwall, if you would have asked him that a year and a half ago, a year ago, even uh, would you take forty games from Millwall next season? He would have grabbed your hand off, you know. So yeah. he's, he he became he he just showed what you could do, like you know, he, he's in the championship. Yeah, he wasn't in. Brighton's first team, but like it just it's just the pathway that you have to take because maybe the injury played a big part for him, and um, especially as like as worked his way up, he had an outstanding season, um, when he when he won Premier League two player of the year and young player of the year, you know, and he he went straight into the first team and like, you seen what he could do. He's at he scored against Burnley there last game of the season, um, great goal, scored two against quality Tottenham, goal, yeah. quality like in. That's what that's what he can do, you know. And you you train with these lads week in week out when they were at the twenty threes, and you can see you can see that they're hungry, then they want to, and they're always running. And that's just what we need, like you know. And that's that's what everybody needs to do. It's it's not like a a pick at a drawer, a pick at a hat, like you know. And you, they made their own luck by by working hard for what they have. They they've been at the club long enough. They know what what needs to be done. And, Listen, they've gone and done it, and it's credit to them both, like, you know. Yeah, what I like about the fact that Brighton seem to be signing a lot of Irish players at the moment, it just seems to be a, like a 
two lads after signing there. Andrew Moore and Lee Cavan after signing for yeah. Bray and uh, James Furlong is there. And there's a lot of yeah. young upcoming players there coming through. It just seems to be um, a real good place for Irish players to go, like yourself and that. But um, just on the fact this season, you've obviously won Young Player of the Year. You're playing with the 23s. So what what is your kind of goal next season? Is it to get into the Brighton first team or the first team squad? What is your goals, or would you be happy to go out on loan? What What are your Yeah, I think goals? um real realistically, my goal would be probably to go on loan. You know, and listen, the 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 centre halves that Brighton have at the moment are the, the top class. Like if Ben White come back from Leeds, who's been arguably the best player in the championship, you know, at this season, you've um obviously Duffy sitting there, you've Donkey sitting there, you've Adam Webster sitting there, you've Matty Clark coming back from Derby, you know, so the the list. Of centre backs is and they just signed uh, v- uh what's his name Veltman. yeah Veltman yeah from um Ajax um so you know the realistically alone would probably be in my favour for next season um I I'd be more than interested to go on loan next season you know I think a dummy stint at twenty three is now uh, I think I've got up to the level where I should be obviously the award kind of like put a stamp on that that it probably is my time to go on loan now um. Then again, like you know, you don't know which way football can walk. You know, maybe alone is isn't gonna come for me. Um, but let's just cross fingers and please God. But I'll be really interested in going alone for the next season to see what um I can really do in a force team environment. Yeah, because you know, you look at what alone can do for a player like you spoke to about Ben White, even Jay, um, at Millwall, like how much it can propel someone if they're playing first team football, even at a championship club, you know, um. If you're playing week in, week out, Stephen's shown that he, he will give players opportunities. And I, I noticed he, he, he does like to bring this up a lot, Stephen himself. Stephen Kenny, he, uh, he likes to show the fact that before this season, uh, in the Toulon tournament, none, not, I don't think it, too many of the players had played first-team football at all. And then when you kind of break it down, how many of them broke through into yeah. the first team this year, Irish players, um, there's a there's a good few in the in the Premier League, and then there's a good few in the Championship at that. And from from the outside looking in, I would say for yourself, it's a good opportunity if you did get a chance to go out on loan to be looked at and viewed at properly. Yeah, definitely. And going back to Stephen Kenny's twenty twenty one team, um, it's a it's a great platform. Like the Toulon tournament's one of the biggest tournaments at that age group, you know, and. Like I think the boys played Brazil and got knocked out. Like and you know, like you're playing Brazil. Like when do you ever when can you ever say that? You know, not many people can. Like in, obviously it's an underage tournament, but still it's it's a great it's a great stepping stone platform to 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 play against these players who have probably from like the likes of AC Milan or Juventus or something. Or I think as played against a right back or a left back for Brazil who was from Barcelona. You know, like I think, so. I think one was at Leverkusen as well. There's someone there that was cost a, a big chunk of millions. Um, but you got to remember as well that our lads at the time were a lot younger because Stephen picked oh, a lot yeah. younger than, than 21 against yeah, these yeah, lads 100%. who were 23 or something, you know. Yeah, like you had Douglas Costa playing against Jay, who's had the signing for from Man City to Villa the season just gone and played week in, week out and kept Villa up, you know. Like, so the 21s are definitely a good platform, be definitely something that. I'll be looking to get into next season. I think I have one year left there. Um, but yeah, like I said, under Jim, Jim would be the manager. Under yeah. Jim Crawford, yeah, I've played under Jim actually for the under 18s. Um, um, so we'll have to just wait and see. 
But like there you go, Stephen Kane's now the the, the senior the senior manager now. So a lot of boys are gonna be chomping at the bit from the twenty ones trying to get into that and trying to play as many games as they can in the fourth team, whether it be championship, Premier League, League One, whatever. You know, because they know that Stephen Kenny has they know what they're gonna get. Stephen Kenny knows what he's gotta get from the likes of the Brighton boys like or Adam Oyer from Norwich because he knows that they'll be playing with them. So there's gotta be a lot of competition, I think, for that. But yeah, definitely the twenty ones have been a great platform for the lads. Um and like you said, the stat is there. <laughs> like not many played forced in football and near that tournament and now you, I'm sure there's a lot more appearances. Yeah, I think I think the the future of Irish football is just very exciting right now because you look at the, I, I keep talking about players getting brought uh, being brought abroad, whether it's England, obviously with Brexit now, you don't know what's gonna happen, players might yeah. go other countries or whatever but there seems to be a lot of um, Irish players getting spotted and scouted and now we seem to have the scouting system right and the coaching right the whole way up seems to be the same way the whole way up whereas before that's been missing I feel and now we're just kind of seeing the fruits of it the fact that the FAI will meet up once a month and they'll have a manager's meeting and the manager from the bottom the under 15s will go right up to the senior team and they all report in a room and go through who's performing well and stuff like that. And I think that's been, that's worked out well for players like Aaron Connolly or Leo yeah. Connor or these types of players. So I think next year definitely or the season coming, you know, you've got, you know, if you do get in there with Jim, you've got someone like John O'Shea who you can learn off as well. And yeah, it's exactly, a real like, yeah. exciting opportunity for yourself. And I know um, you wouldn't take it lightly. Definitely not. Like, you know, and I was not gonna lie. Obviously, I was a bit disappointed not to make the squad last season because the boys done so well. And when, to be honest, when I first seen the squad, Stephen County rang me. He goes, "Listen, he just wanted a more diverse centre half." And I was like, "Right, Stephen, fair play to you. Thanks very much for calling me. I, I appreciate it." And obviously, I've been I, I was on standby a couple of times. But after watching the team play, like it was just it was just like nice to watch. Like you know, the boys doing really well. And like there was no real bit of feelings to it, but obviously this year I'm kind of having my eye on it. But um, yeah, I think me going alone playing force team somewhere will definitely increase my chances to get into this squad. Well, you're actually at a good stage now. Is if you do get a loan, you could be the one that actually helps that 21 team. You could actually still play a part in that campaign yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be nice, wouldn't it? it would be really nice. Yeah. Well, Warren. Um... I just want to wish you well for for the future. I'm sure I'll be talking to you between now and the start of the season. But it was great to kind of get a, an insight from your own point of view and kind of see how you're developing and and obviously what your goals are for the next um, season or so. So thanks very much for your time and and coming on. Cheers, Paul. Thanks very much. Take it easy, Paul. I'll make sure to to let Jay know that uh, you're, he was the one that was looking after you. Yeah. <laughs> I won't hear the end of this now. I'd say. Um, I just got to do a little outro for the for the people watching at home. So if you like this video, drop a like on the video. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Now you know where to follow us. And if you want to listen to it on podcast, we're on all good podcast platforms. So don't forget to check it out. And don't forget to follow Warren. He'll have a social above his head there. Um, and you can go and follow him. And if you're listening, where can they follow you? What's your, what's your um, social media handles? If they're listening on podcast. Well, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, do you know your your handle though, like Warren underscore um, Hora? Warren underscore Warren underscore O underscore Hora, and then Twitter is at Hora Warren. There you go. So make sure to give him a follow if you haven't already. Very Cheers, good. Warren, and thanks very much.